Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports show on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and man, do we have a show for you guys today. I would just like to wish you a happy 420 if you are a, you know, doobie smoker, I, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. You know, I like to incorporate the holidays within my show. You know, we had a Christmas special, New Year's special. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have a lot in store for you today. Let's jump into the first topic we have. You know, uh, we're essentially into the first round of the NBA playoffs, and I've heard a lot of murmuring around the NBA community and around town just, you know, the Golden State Warriors. Golden State, Golden State, we know the dynasty, we know what they're capable of, but I am here to tell you that they have tricked everyone into thinking they are a contender for the NBA title. Here's why they are not. Golden State, you know, they've suffered through Clay's injury, Steph's injury over the past three years. Uh, Clay has been out for two straight years exactly. He looks like he's back in full form. Um, Stephen Curry, you know, we know what he's capable of, but by himself, he's only capable of a nine seed. We saw last year they got knocked out of the play-in tournament by Memphis. Um, Steph and Draymond by themselves can't get it done. You add Clay to the mix, quite possible. Um, you know, we know what Clay play, playoff Clay is about, but in, in you know, teams like the Nuggets, Jazz aren't built for a deep playoff run. Uh, Golden State's going to run through them. Let's be real here. Um, but let's look at you know the main factor I see: Draymond Green. Um, he's not the same player. Obviously, he's good defensively. He's a great distributor, um, but he is aging. He's not his same him same self, essentially. And you know. While Steph is the same kind of shooters, players like Draymond Green are out of their prime. Um, another main factor I see with this playoff run by the Warriors that's going to be halted is, you know, the Phoenix Suns. They are better than any challenge the prime Warriors have faced before. They're better than the prime Trailblazers where the Warriors faced a few years back with Lillard and McCollum. Uh, given, the Warriors completely swept them and killed them. But uh, let's take a look at a, at a team that gave them a challenge. The Houston Rockets, they were up 3-2 with the same floor general, Chris Paul. Uh, this time, it's just the Suns, who have a way better built squad, and they're a lot deeper on the bench. Uh, and, you know, kill me when I say this, they're better than the Cavs with LeBron. LeBron I'm talking about the Cavs that were just led by LeBron himself, 2015 Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, I see a lot of comparisons here with you know, the Cavaliers team with Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love. Um, you know, they were the team that, and you know, ended the Warriors dynasty, and then they had to get Durant, and then they had a cupcake dynasty with two straight finals victories. Um, but I just see a better a better Suns team in a, de- a derailing Warriors squad. You're not going to have that Draymond Green who puts up 32 points in Game 7 against the Cavaliers, um, Draymond's not capable of that. Are we going to see the same Clay Thompson? Are we going to see this? I mean, Steph is the same guy, but you know, those streaky nights, that's one game down. Are you going to have three of those in a row? Or are you going to have four? Um, especially with a good defensive team like the Suns, they're good in transition. They're good scoring. They're very well coached. I'm taking Monty Williams coaching over, you know, any team that the prime warriors have faced before. This Suns squad is a lot better than people think. And, you know, it's great to have a fever dream or a, you know, kind of reminiscent nostalgia about the Warriors. But they're not they're not 
that team. The, the team this year is the Suns. They're way better all around. They have better big man play. They have a better shooting guard. I think, you know, Devin Booker is better than Klay Thompson. I think it's safe to say that right now. Uh, you know, CP3 matches up def- well defensively against Steph Curry. You really can't guard Steph Curry, but when you take the other guys out, it turns into that nine seed team that we saw with just Steph and Draymond. So, I think the Warriors are tricking everybody into thinking that, you know, they have a chance. Teams like the Nuggets and Jazz aren't built for a deep playoff run. We know that. So once they match up with a team that's elite like the Suns, I think it's all game for them. I got the Suns in five against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Case closed. Let's jump to a main topic in the NBA community. Uh, Jumping over to the Eastern Conference, Kyrie Irving fined $50,000 for lashing out at fans. Um, personally, I think lashing out at fans can be more of a subjective matter, uh, putting fans in their place or ignoring it. That's the real question. What makes you a better team player and what makes you a better person or, you know, healthy to the basketball team that you're on? Um, you know, with the Nets, with guys like Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant, putting fans in their place might be the better way to go because it's something to adapt to them well. And it's something to, you know, have something in relation to. Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant haven't been the most liked NBA players in recent memory. They have also received fines for, uh, you know, lashing out at fans, you know, being having a diva-ish uh, personality. So, you know, with Kyrie looking at it, they can bond together on hating fans. This is good for the Nets. But, you know, with the Nets have three of the most fine players in the NBA, on paper, these guys will get along. But there's a lot of ego there. So with the Nets, I see the highest ceiling possible, NBA Finals champion, NBA champions, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I also see a very colossal downfall with all that ego there. Um, Durant has also done this for the Nets where he's the last shot at fans. We've seen it with him. Um, Excuse me. Uh, With Kyrie Irving, we just saw, you know, calling a fan a a pussy, you know, bleep it out. Um, You know, but, you know, with putting fans in their place, I think it's the right thing. You know, it's not always uh, the right thing to do. You know, that's not being the bigger man, ignoring, you know, hecklers and whatnot. But with this, Kyrie Irving can bond with his teammates over hating fans. There's a lot of ego in that locker room. We know that. Durant's got an ego. Kyrie Irving's kind of got an ego. We know Ben Simmons does. So this is something that can make them, you know, in relation to each other. Uh, Being the bigger, bigger man... And ignoring it is probably better on paper for any team. But when you have the superstars of that caliber, you know, something that catches the eye of the media and you, needs to be done, I think. That's why I said let, this can be a subject. It's completely subjective. The bigger thing to do is always ignoring it. And, you know, a job setting with policies. Uh, I don't think any jobs can allow you to lash out at someone and call them a puss, you know, pussy or whatever. Um, but with this, that's essentially why you got fined. Uh, but with this... Uh, I don't think a fine is going to hurt them. I only think it's going to help them in a weird way, um, if that made any sense at all. Uh, but speaking of the Nets, Ben Simmons, can Ben Simmons save the Nets? You know, the Celtics are, they've made themselves clear as the best defensive team in the NBA. They have so much defensive talent. The only way the Nets were really scoring last game was iso ball. And, you know, it's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, two of the best scorers of all time. So, uh, you know, I would say the Nets being that close to the Celtics last game was luck. I have the Celtics in seven, but with putting up 115 points against the Celtics isn't going to happen every night. Uh, ben Simmons can possibly save the Nets. Here's why. 
Ben Simmons is a defensive specialist. He's one of those few guys in the NBA who can guard every position and can guard it well. Um, a distributor like Ben Simmons himself won't make them iso ball every play. This can open up a lot more, you know, set plays, cuts, passes to the rim, all that jazz. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they're going to get their iso ball touches, but they're not going to do it every single play like they needed to do. And also the the speculation of Ben Simmons coming back is hurting the morale in the locker room and the morale around, you know, Brooklyn, the, the fans. It's going to get to, you know, the heads of people. It's going to get, you know, it could get dirty. It really could. It could, you know, lower the morale of the locker room, like I said. Like, is Ben coming back? He's, you know, the best defensive player on this team. It can only make people wonder and not focus on the thing at hand. When you have nothing to worry about, nothing to lose, um, that's when teams play best. But, you know, when you have guys like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they have a lot to lose. They have a legacy, you know, every season. Guys like that have a, a, a legacy on the line when you're as good as they are. So Ben Simmons is right there. He needs, I I think, coming back in as soon as he could would help. Uh, he's a very good basketball player. Let's not get this wrong, no matter how, sucks, how bad he sucks at shooting. So... He's a defensive specialist. It would give them an edge on Boston in the defensive setting. And, you know, he's a distributor. You can get these guys open, get them scoring plays. It would make the Nets match up against the Celtics a lot easier. Whew. All right. Jumping over to the gridiron. Kyler Murray, um, he is, you know, he's been kind of active on social media, um, you know, with his his statements on the card it's not really a statement it's kind of just you know pity games but he's not happy with not receiving an extension right now and you know i'm kind of on his side here when you have your franchise quarterback as in kyler murray um he's criminally underrated he should be an all pro when i see people discuss the top five quarterbacks in the league i see mahomes josh allen uh i see justin herbert's name pop up a lot joe burrow after this year there's a lot of guys that i see and i never see kyler murray i think kyler is criminally underrated and he can be the franchise guy for uh arizona we've seen a lot of things happen this year in free agency where we thought weren't going to happen ever especially if you're in the fan base of these teams. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers demanding a trade. It didn't go through, but it happened. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. If you're a Seattle fan, you thought Russell Wilson was probably going to retire with you guys. Um, you know, pr prior years, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. We thought Brady and Belichick were going to stay together forever. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is never going to happen. He's never going to leave. But this just shows how good, no matter how good you are, you are not protected by your franchise. And one of the things that the Chiefs have done astronomically well is lock up their franchise Patrick Mahomes 10-year 500 million dollar contract they're going to be title contenders for the next 10 years uh Travis Kelsey just got a good contract they traded Tyree Kill they knew they weren't going to have enough for him they got it done immediately and that is why they're going to be a successful franchise for the next 10 years is because they know what they're doing they know their franchise guys um, and they also know who's not their franchise guys, like receivers come and go every five years. Um, so if you're the Cardinals, secure your players for a winning spot. Kyler Murray is criminally underrated. He is a franchise guy. Get him his contract extension. It's the reason the Chiefs are so good. It's the reason why, you know, the Colts were so good for a while with Peyton Manning. They always had the money for They always had him locked up. Same with Brady and the Patriots until, you know, 20 years into it into him being in the league so 
you know, he's Kyler Murray's still young. He's going to play these petty games on Instagram. But when you're a franchise, you're going to have to deal with that, and you're going to have to lock him up sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. Over back to the gridiron. This is the main, main event of the show here. Fantasy football is four months away, and it's going to come quick. It's going to come quick. You're going to look want to look at these sleepers. I got five fantasy football sleepers for the 2022-23 season. Yes, that. Um, I got three receivers here and two running backs. Um, yeah, let's jump into it. Number five, Hunter Renfro, wide receiver for the Raiders. I'm very high on him after you know the Raiders got Devontae Adams, and they still have Darren Waller. Both of those guys are going to be smothered in coverage. This will leave Renfro open for a lot of catches. If you're in a PPR league, a catch is a point or a half point. So, this will get you points. He's going to get a lot of catches, a lot of yards, and he's very good in the red zone. Hunter Renfro is a guy to watch. A lot of teams are going to sleep on him. Uh, he's not a guy you want to look over. Number four, Amon Ross St. Brown. The Sun God had an outstanding rookie year, and expect him to shine further with the Lions picking up better weapons. They just picked up DJ Chark. This is going to open up a lot for Amon Ross St. Brown. They also have an elite tight end, uh, and I I feel like teams are going to look over Amon Ra a lot in coverage, and he's going to get a lot of catches. He had a decent amount of touchdowns last year, and he's going to pick up a lot more yards this year. Uh, number three, A.J. Dillon. He quietly moved into the starting spot for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Jones is aging and didn't see a lot of touches towards the end of the year. Uh, expect Green Bay to move along with Aaron Jones sooner rather than later. Expect A.J. Dillon to be in that starting spot. We know Aaron Jones was capable of being a fantasy god the entire year like for the last three years he's been a top guy in fantasy um so the packers obviously know how to use their running backs so keep an eye on aj Dillon. uh number two michael carter if you haven't heard of him he's on the new york jets so that's probably why but the jets really didn't know a thing about the running back situation last year themselves until they saw michael carter on the scene he was a uh, 600-yard rusher, four touchdowns on the scene. Didn't see a ton of, you know, you know, like accolades or anything, but he's their running back one heading into the new season, and he's a good target in the receiving game. He had a decent amount of catches for a running back. He put up a lot of 10-plus point games last year. Keep an eye on Michael Carter. And number one, personally, I think Gabriel Davis. This isn't a name that, you know, a lot of people know, but the man put on a clinic in the AFC Divisional game against the Chiefs, uh, before the Chiefs got bounced by the Bengals. Gabriel Davis caught four touchdown passes, and, and four touchdown passes, and that's not going to go unnoticed by the Bills. They have Diggs, they have Dawson Knox, a lot of guys who, you know, teams like to keep their eye on in, in the passing game. Gabriel Davis wasn't one of those guys all year, and it showed in the game against the Chiefs. So when teams want to lock up Diggs and, you know, Dawson Knox, guys like that, expect Gabriel Davis to shine through. Um, he's going to put a lot more work in the offseason and become a solid target besides digs on that Bills roster. So those are my five fantasy football sleepers, and that will do it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for watching another week of Drake's Corner. Um, within the next week, I will have a NFL mock draft special for you guys, so stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. It's going to be a fun time. Um, yeah, and we are making moves all around uh the website is still in the works it's kind of put a halt but it's coming um yeah a lot of big moves coming soon thank you everybody for watching stay tuned for more content and i'll see you guys next time peace